Welcome to the podcast. Um, I am Tahe, this is Jacob. We've got Max over the back. Today we have a special guest. We have Jordan coming on. There's a little clap going on. No one can hear it except for the listeners. Yeah. Um, But yeah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys? I'm going good. Just, um, yeah. Start, good start to the morning. Had a little coffee, a bit of sunrise. So yeah, I've seen that. Where were you? Well, was sunny boy. So wholesome up there. It is. It's hectic. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I actually didn't eat. I just had um. Had a coffee. Nice. Yeah. Sat out there with the boys, and um, yeah, it was good. It was fucking hot. Yeah. Mm. Tomorrow's supposed hot. to be like forty something. Yeah, I'm bunkering up inside tomorrow. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'll str- I'll struggle last Put night. Put a bit of Ted Lasso. Yo, how good is that show? So, have you watched it? Bro. That's the football show, isn't it? The soccer yeah. show? Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, it is probably one of the best ones, man. Like, I've got so many lines from that now that I say to people. Doesn't he remind you of Jamie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. But yeah, no. Well, then who am I then? Ted. Uh, yeah, you're probably oh, Ted. You're though, steroided <laughs> up. You're steroided <laughs> Ted. Right. I got the mind. <laughs> you're yeah. ballfish. How's, ever, how's everyone else? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah. good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just prepping for a... I'm going to Terrigal today. Mm. Just going to be fun. Why? Why not? Why, not? Why <laughs> haven't you told me these things before? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Where's <laughs> <What's laughs> that, that, that friendship? Out, sorry, <laughs> man. Um, I don't have the communication, man. Yeah. Oh, bro, sorry. Apologies. I forgot we were in a relationship together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, just going down there for the day. Um yeah, chill out. Get out of the office for a little bit. Nice. It's going to be nice. Yeah. That's good. Finish off the week just before, which is good. Nice. Max. Wrap up with this. How you going? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm all hopped up a Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're <laughs> coming off night shift. Coming off huh? night shift, yeah. So, um, Hasn't been to bed yet? No. It's been a um, been a good night, though. Nice, safe and productive. A couple of things went pot. I got tired. That was about it. <laughs> it's as exciting as it got, um, which I didn't realise until I went up on the dump and I saw, saw the truck. I was like, that's a very, very flat tyre. I was like, oh. And it's all good, but yeah, I'm uh, pretty much my blood's been replaced with caffeine and black nice. coffee, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm living the dream. So, we just gotta make sure go, if we see like a, a nod off, we just gotta turn down his mic because <laughs> yeah, get some snoring, huh? actually, no, no, snoring. No, I, I do have my sleep machine over there, so <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe whack it on now. You should have you seen his sleep machine? I no, oh, man, it looks like Top Gun, yeah. yeah do you know the, mis- the mask? Yeah. <laughs> he just carries it around, just, just he didn't never knows where he might need to go to sleep. I almost come prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You um, don't know when you're going to need a good nap. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, so today's guest, we have Jordan. Um, so what we'll start off, if you just tell us a little bit about yourself mm, and uh, what you do and, yeah. yeah. For sure. Love talking about myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, so I am a clinical naturopath. So I have my uh, little studio, um, the Health Refinery in Mayfield East, um, and I consult out of there. So um, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I know you'd know a little bit about what a naturopath is because obviously mm. we're, we're sort of working together, but mm-hmm. do, do any of you have any, I don't know, are, are we clear on what a naturopath is? Or <coughs> do we need I'll get a rough, I'll, will we, I'll go see um, Jess Hollier's mum. Oh yes, I was talking to Jess. Yeah, she's um she's great. So she's kind of opened my eyes a bit about yeah. it, which has been good. But I I think I think the boys in here we sort of know we sort of know the basics of it. We know yeah. like the iridology mm. and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get the basics, yeah, expand yeah. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. listeners. Mm. So I guess the easiest way I find to describe <laughs> it is to sort of relate it to what people do know. Because so many people, I, I say I do naturopathy, or I was studying naturopathy, or I'm a naturopath, and they're like. Oh, natural what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what even that word is. Yep. So what we do know is uh, generally most people go to a GP for their health concerns, right? A GP, uh, there's definitely a time and a place mm-hmm. for general practitioners. Absolutely. I'll never deny that. I'm a big lover of medicine and I feel like, as I said, definitely a time and a place. But you go there and you tell them your concerns, um, what your symptoms are, and their job is to look for some sort of disease, whether that's, a, you know, or a condition and treat that condition specifically. So, um, you know, you have, you might go with these weird thirst, like you're excessively thirsty and you're putting on weight and you can't, you know, you just keep putting on weight, can't work out why. Um, and they'll say, okay, 
let's do some testing. You've got type 2 diabetes. Let's treat it with metformin. And that's sort of the process there. My job as a naturopath is to address those symptoms or, or find out what those symptoms are and find out what all of the symptoms are, not just the one that you think is is most sort of relevant in your life, but every little bit of, of something that's going on and then hunt down the real reason why that's occurring and treat that. So we call it the root cause, treating the root cause rather than just putting sort of a band-aid or a, a you know rather than just putting a band-aid over the symptoms so that's my job it generally involves um a really really uh, it's a lot of communication between myself and my clients um we do like I do a 90 minute initial consultation so it's a huge amount of time where we literally delve into everything so first of all you'd sort of come to me and you tell me what your symptoms are what what's going on for you at the moment um and why are you here to see me what do you want me to help you do um and then we I ask all these questions about medical history and, and all the, what the, what's the timeline and when mm. did these things start and was there something that happened years and years and years ago that, you know, you think might not be relevant but could actually be? And we talk about all the different body systems. So I ask lots of questions that people don't think are relevant and mm. we managed to form this really big, beautiful picture of what is actually happening in your body and what... I guess components or factors are contributing to the how your your body is you know displaying that <laughs> so your symptoms that you, you you're showing so yeah anyway as a bit of a chatter sorry yeah. but um, <laughs> it's good for the podcast <laughs> treatment wise my focus is generally diet and lifestyle modifications first mm -hmm. and foremost I'm a big believer in nothing will change if we can't optimize the things you do every single day mm -hmm. so that's number one and then we also look at herbal medicine um, and nutritional supplementation I sort of call it my toolbox um, and these are the tools I have and one of them is also functional testing and pathology I'm a very science-based naturopath, so um, I'm big on the numbers. I'm big on the the mechanisms behind what's happening for you, and and um, we're sort of doing having a little bit of a chat about chemistry and stuff mm. before, and mm. I'm big on that. Um, so I want to know, like, is is there some sort of microbiome imbalance? Is there, and we can talk more about that if you want mm -hmm. to. Is you know the thyroid actually sluggish and we haven't picked it up on other blood tests i do a lot of testing um to work out the true reason and 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 really be really efficient and progressive in how i'm treating because mm. we could just throw spaghetti at the wall and that's totally fine too mm. but um if i have an answer i know exactly what's up i treat it and we get great great results really quickly yeah so that's that's yeah. what i do yeah, well, how long um, do you does the study go for? Uh, it's a four-year degree. Yeah. So um, it used to be a diploma. <coughs> now it's a Bachelor of Health Science um, sort of majoring in naturopathy. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we study a lot about a lot of herbal medicine, a lot of nutritional supplementation, mm -hmm. um, a lot of pathophysiology so yeah. um, and biochemistry. So it's a very science-based degree now. Yeah, okay. um, not so much of the energetic stuff. So we don't do as much iridology. So, for mm -hmm. example, that's a that's an elective that mm. we we can do if we want to. I did do that. I don't use it a lot in practice. Doesn't mean I I can't. Mm. Um, I feel like iridology, for example, is a really good way to back up the things I'm finding in my questioning. Yeah, I got yeah. You. yeah, yeah. Do you feel like it's times are changing now? Because I know a lot of people that if I say I'm going to see a naturopath, they're like, oh, it's just bullshit. <laughs> do you feel like the times are changing now? That's coming more. Like yeah. acceptable for people to actually see a naturopath, and yeah. do you think it's changing? I really hope so. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot more education around what we do now. Yeah. And because we do have the scientific research to back, back up, up our our treatments, um, you know, th there's no denying it. Yeah. So I think yeah, the the stigma is slowly starting to to die down. Um. <coughs> in alignment with the education level of the person giving that out, yeah. you know? So the more we can educate people about the actual facts, yeah. um, not just how we think and feel, but the actual facts and the statistics and the, and the clinical trials that have been completed, like the more mm. that's going to become more acceptable, I feel. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there is definitely a side of naturopathy that's still a little bit, you know, woo-woo. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a time, like, there's definitely a place for that. I mm. think um, when I saw 
Jess's mum, I um, she everything she did was like spot on, and then she's like, let me try this other thing where she like looks into your eye, mm. and then she's just like, have you ever have you got throat problems? And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, how do you know that? And she's just like, I can just tell by something in your eye. And I was That's like, the iridology part, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I was just yeah. like. I don't believe you. How's yeah. like, how, did it, did someone tell you something? She's like, no. Nah. She goes, have you ever had throat problems? And I was like, yeah, I got elbowed in the throat playing footy. Mm. And it like changed my whole voice box mm. and everything. And then she's like, yeah, we could fix that. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been trying to fix that <laughs> for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, like, it's a beautiful thing. It is that, that side of things. Like when I hear that, the, like the weird that stuff that they do and I didn't really believe it. And then when she kind of went on that path with that, like to identify that, I was like, okay, that's a bit... Mm. It's a bit strange that she knew that just from looking at my eyes, but like I believe it because it's, it hap- definitely happened. And yeah, I didn't crazy. tell her before it. So I think um, I think everything you mentioned there as well is so like bang on of what we're going through as well. Like you know, like you said, the whole GP stuff has its place, but like we've found as well, it's like a massive blanket space. It's like yeah, cool, that's needed, but not specifically needed to what you need as well. And like how you said, getting to the root cause of everything that's exactly what we do as well it's like let's get to the root cause of this instead of just having a blanket thing and going that's how we're going to treat it let's find the root of the cause so then we can start to progress and start to see what else is causing because you dare say that's why these symptoms are happening and um yeah i i think the the stigma and the cultural shift is happening massively around it like Mm. you know and and that's why it's going to be so beneficial to have you within the shift next year because people get what we're saying and then we get they get to go to you where they go, mm. oh, there's another person in another field that's saying the exact same stuff that these guys are mm. saying. Okay, cool. That's actually going to help me out. Absolutely. With a way more, more credibility. You know? With a bit more credibility because, you know, she's switched on. Yeah. Well, that as well. <laughs> well yeah. do, do you know what the funny thing was? I'll tell you how about how you messaged me. Remember, oh, remember that? Yeah. The story about so how good. this came to be. So um, it's funny that he said it to. Well, my little bit because I was watching your stuff and I was thinking in my head I was like oh it should be cool to have like on the podcast like in work well come in and work with us as well yeah and then like a week later he messaged me he's like oh Jordan's gonna come on our podcast and I was like what and I was like I was just yeah. thinking that in my head and he's like yeah and also she's gonna do some work with us and I was like so weird yeah <laughs> so um working with the with our new business coach he was in that office over here and we like completely modeled out what the shift is going to look like and we went through like why is the shift at the moment going to cause a lot of falters and a lot of hiccups is because we did the math and if we kept it the same way as what we did this year with all of our coaches, we would have to launch the shift 40 times each year. I was like, that gives me nightmares and shivers down my spine. I am not launching something 40 times in a year. Um, So we mapped out this new path and he was just like, not a massive necessity, but I think something that'd be really cool is if you could find a naturopath that would be on your same wavelength and we're still looking for one, but looking for like a, um, you know, a therapist or a psychologist or something that's on your wave wavelength as well. Um, so I was like, yeah, cool, cool. First person that popped into my head was my sister-in-law Tash. And she was like, um, she was like, yeah, cool. I would absolutely love to. I just don't finish until like 2025. I think she said, mm-hmm. I was like, can't wait that long. <laughs> no. And she was like, I recommend one person. I was like, cool. She like sent over your Instagram. She's like, this is who I recommend in Newcastle. I'm like, sick, cool. Get that message off Tash. I go to message her. She's in my request with like a message like this being like, Shit. hey, I think we should like, you know, if you'd be up for it, we could do some work together, all of this stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, wow. That is wild. And it was like, what you messaged over to me was exactly what I was going to message to you. And then, and then when we met up, I was like, oh yeah. So obviously Tash has like got in contact with you, da da da. And you're like, who's Tash? I'm like, <laughs> what? It's like Tash, Tash McLean. And she was like, oh yeah, I love Tash. I'm like, so she reached out to you? And you're like, no. Nah. <laughs> I was like, oh my was God, like, holy shit. And then we, yeah, crazy. Crazy. So crazy. So um, Tash was doing observations whilst I was in my last trimester at, at uni. Gotcha. So that's how I know her. Um, but yeah, it was it would that was wild. It's just like it's we were just talking about universal lining, and it mm. really again a bit woo woo, but no, sometimes things just fall into place. Yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Understand. Well, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate with scientific bullshit because <coughs> I like to do that. Here we go. Um, Oh, buckle up, everyone. Buckle up. No, no. Well, on the flip, on the flip side here, like when you say, um, you know, there's been a cultural shift. Society have definitely accepted nat- naturopathy, 
um, more and more now because they know you actually are backing your bullshit with science. Do you find that in the professional space, the GPs, when they look at you as well, they go, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm more concerned about the symptoms, treatment treatment of symptoms rather than treatment of root cause because, look, man, I've been to surgeons that just treat whatever it was rather than what mm. needed to be done. Mm. Um, they just fix the problem and that's it. So do you find then that even GPs themselves are starting to come with a bit more of a holistic approach? And working with you, like, and that being said, on the second part, do you have a GP you line up with people if you need to? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I okay, mm. let's, let's let's go, go back, back to the the start there. A GP is trained to identify, as I said before, disease and a, a condition, mm. right, and treat that disease. Naturopaths are trained to optimize health, mm. whether that be help to. Uh, minimize the the effect a disease is having on someone or um you know completely eradicate that disease is the way i like to Mm. say it um whereas a doctor is is specifically trained to to address and and i guess put a put a label on said disease and then help it to not be there Mm. however that may be Mm. um i find uh, there is it's (laughs) hard to say it's still really hard to work collaboratively with a lot of uh, general practitioners it Mm. it, it really is and um unfortunately i think there's a little bit of an imbalance as to our i guess uh, the naturopathic professions um i guess how we're seen by you know, obviously practitioners that have probably done a lot more study than us. You mm. know, we do four years. How long do GPs do? I'm, it's much longer than that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, I mean, you can understand how it's sort of like looking, yep. not a looking down, but like, oh, we've done more. What are you saying? And I get mm. that. I really do get that. But it's also, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't, when, when we show our GPs, like the client goes back to them and they say, oh, I've actually been working with this naturopath and I'm my cholesterol levels have now dropped this much. Um, mm. And they sort of didn't before. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. spot on. Like, you know, you've definitely seen in recent times um, the reversal of type 2 diabetes just by pure exercise and diet. Absolutely. It's been it's pretty crazy. Like I said, I've got a you know, fair few of my mates are doctors and surgeons and things like that. So, mm. you yeah, know, they do sort of see it as, you know, hmm. That's very woo girl. Mm. But we, then um, again, then again, they do also, okay, you know, with someone who's a bit more healthy, oh, mate, how do I do this? How do I do this? And you're mm. like, well, it's just more lifestyle choices. And you're like, mm. and just get up and walk. And yeah. and what I Exercise. say often is like, come and talk to me. Like, or come and talk to someone who is science-backed. Because obviously doctors and surgeons things are very science, science-backed. science Absolutely. Very much into pathophysiology. And as I said, the, the chemical pathways and the mechanisms and things like that. But like, have have if that's their understanding, maybe they've spoken to the wrong person, or you know, been around that old school naturopath that isn't quite so science backed, and so I, I struggle to understand the way in which they are, like what they're picking up because it's not the same. Like they haven't mm. studied the same thing, mm. they haven't learned the same thing. So there's no way that we can compare ourselves because, mm. you know, as as two different professions, we are very different with very different goals, and I think that is completely okay. Mm. It's just finding it i think it's just educating people around you know you do have other options Mm. in terms of your your health and how you can treat whatever's showing up for you and it's okay if you want to take medication Mm. but it's also okay if you don't Mm. and we can help you you know without having to to do that so Mm. um you know i had a i had a woman come and see me the other day who was on 23 medications 23 different medications every single day is still overweight and struggling to lose weight is eating one meal a day and is questioning why she feels the way she feels Mm. and never once uh, she was just given two more when she went to her gp the other day two more medications on top of that um to address how she was feeling so rather than helping to educate her about the diet and how Mm. important it is to actually consume nutrients um so that all these other pathways in the body can function she was just given two more medications. Mm. And, you know, I, as I said, I, I really believe there is a, t- a time and a place for general practitioners mm. and medications and surgeons and all of that sort of thing. It's so important. But 
there's a missing link there so often. Um, I am not from the Newcastle area originally. So in terms of your second question about whether I have a GP that I sort of align with or refer to, um, I'm still sort of building my base here. Um, I do have a couple that I have worked with a little bit. I'm still feeling feeling out the waters and testing mm. the waters and, mm. and, you know, working out who aligns most. Mm. But there is also something called an integrative GP now mm. who do a little bit of both mm. and are generally trained in herbal medicine and nutritional medicine as well as pharmaceuticals. Um, that's an option as well. Very expensive. Mm. Um, so that accessibility is often an issue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we can find people <coughs> that align um, – to help bridge that gap, then I think that's that's really important. That's a big step in the health movement. Sort of answers my second question, which was like, well, you know, speaking with hormones, do you have yourself lined up with an endocrinologist? And then I'm like, well, if you need to go, that's a specialist, so obviously you need to go through a GP to get a referral. So I'm like, oh, well, if you probably just answer that question, it's quite hard to kind of be able to have someone on tap and go, hey, look, yeah, go and see this person. Because they go, well, now you've got to get a GP, get a referral, why? And the GP can stop it. They'll be like, why do you need to? My, my naturopath told me. And then you can have that bar... Awesome. Answer my own question here. I mean, you know, and th- there's there's something to say about the fact that naturopaths can't fix everything as well. Mm. And I think that's important to understand. You know, we refer yeah. back to GPs all the time mm. because we're not we're not trained to know when a certain medication is absolutely necessary. So if I have any queries about whether someone who's presenting to me is actually in danger mm. and requires something to bring them back down, I will always refer back to a GP. Mm. It's so important. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's another thing that's, that's missed is that people just think, oh, well, how are they going to fix that? Like I need, I need medication for that because it's this life-threatening condition or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying we fix everything. Mm. We absolutely don't. Yeah, 100%. But we will optimise your health more than mm. a general practitioner ever will. Mm. That's just flat out. But I think, I think that's, that's the purpose though. Yep. You're, you're not supposed to fix everything. Absolutely. Mm. So why would we continue to go to someone and expect them to fix everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like why do we continue to just to go to that base? And I get it. We're, we're attracted to the white coats because that resembles protection and safety and help and everything like that in between. But once again, they're not meant to save and do everything as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm. sure. Like you said, if someone's showing these signs or in danger or needs this, sure, 100%. But like you said, that missing link, that's where stuff like our work and your work that's mm-hmm. where it starts to step in you know instead of just going speak to it okay here's a blanket term go take this you'll be fine it's like well before you get to that stage shouldn't that be the last point of intervention mm. not the first shouldn't that be the last shouldn't that be like all right we've tried everything now let's go start. take this mm. do you know what i mean like shouldn't we go like you said nutrition hydration um you could even go like down the, the herbal path yeah right? like the pillars of health yeah so sleep yes mm. exactly yeah, exactly. Like those are the things that we should be focusing on first. And like we say to our clients, if they come to us and they're showing signs of this, this or this, we always go back and say, where are your basics? What are you doing with your basics? You know, I had this conversation with Max a few months ago. <laughs> Many times. Going through something and he was just like, yep, I feel tapped out. I feel this, I feel that. I'm like, yeah, well, where's your basics at? He's like, I haven't been doing them. Come chat to me once you start doing them. Probably what, two, three weeks later, you come back and you're like, don't even worry about it. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That's the thing with um, what, you know, what I do as a naturopath, it's not easy mm. for the client, for, you, for, the, for the person actually having to put the things into place. Mm. That's, that's where we differ. It's not easy to truly heal yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, I often have a lot of clients coming to me and they sit down with me and we talk all about it and I start to, you know, educate them a little bit about what could actually be happening for them and, and how we could address it moving forward but they're not at a place where they're ready to address it like that. Mm. And that's okay too. Mm. And those people will come back to me in two or three or four or five years and be ready. Mm. Um, but it's a you lot know, of patience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It takes a lot of time, a lot of self-control and self-regulation and, you know, it, like eating healthy. That in itself is just... Yeah. That's a whole kettle of fish. Yeah, mm. 100%. Do mm. you reckon... Um, do you reckon the people that have been, let's just say, like you said, they were going down that path of going to speak to a GP and now they've come to you. Do you reckon, like you said, one of the biggest challenges is getting them out of that headspace of like, 
this isn't a quick fix. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to go there and they tell you, all right, take this, you'll be fine. It's more like, hey, this is going to be a lot more of a challenge. I'm not just going to give you this quick fix. Mm. It's more deconstructing those belief systems around, you know, the inner world. Yeah, it's that's probably my biggest challenge. Um, yeah. And the biggest barrier I have to helping people mm. is is helping people to realise that it, it takes time mm. and it takes effort mm. and it takes ongoing support. And what you guys do is exactly the same. Yeah. You can't fix something in a day. Yep. Um, not when it's taken years to get to this point. Mm. So, you know, we sort of have this saying in naturopathy that for every year that you've been unwell, it takes at least one month to recuperate mm. somewhat from that. Um, <laughs> and so most people have been unwell for a long time or mm. have started showing signs of being unwell five, six, seven, eight years ago. So then we get to this point where I'm like, well, we sort of need to work together for six months, but I can promise you that in six months you're going to be a whole new person. Mm. But getting people to really believe to their core that that is worthwhile doing for that mm. long, yeah. um, that, that's hard. And, mm. I, and I understand that. Mm. Um, and that's, that's what I mean. People will, will come back and, and mm. do that when they're ready. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. That's like what you see all the time, the ego mind. Keeps you in that protection mode. Yeah, that's and one of the biggest things we see, especially mm. since we've increased the shift to nine months. A lot mm. of people have been like, well, why Why nine months? It's like, why do I have to be doing it for nine months? It's like, well, I wish I could say to your face, I could solve everything that you've got within two months. Mm. And like I say back to him, I just say, just so you're clear, I, I can't solve anything for you. Mm. It's completely up to you and it's completely up to it, the amount that you put into this. Like, I'm not here to claim and go, I'm going to rid your anxiety or your depressive states or anything like that. I'm not here to do that. Mm. What I am here to do and what our team is here to do is to create a nine-month period for you to be able to give it your all mm. to be able to achieve your outcomes. That's what we're here to do. Mm. Um, and I just, yeah. And that's one of the biggest challenges is, is getting people to, to understand that three months, two months or one month, it's just not enough time. Yeah. Like, it's just not enough time to be able to get you where you want to be. Like if we're talking about things where you're like, I want to process, let's just say a childhood piece and this individual's 30. It's like, we've got 20 something years that we need to work through here mm -hmm. and we can't just do it in three months. There's so much stuff that we need to learn on top of your personal stuff. That's where the nine months kicks in. And that's where, you know, all of a sudden now we have our team here where they can go, out, go into breakout rooms and actually work individually with our team. Instead of just working in a massive group, you also get that, you know, I guess, mm. personalized one-on-one -on -one stuff as well. So, yeah, I think, you know, once once it starts to get rolling, 100%, once it starts to open up next year, I think people will start to say, yeah, okay, I definitely need to be working longer. Like I'm sure you experience as well. Once they start, they go, I get it. Yeah. Like I understand. Yeah. It's, it's as I said, it's probably one of my biggest challenges, but, you know, I think it's also a matter of setting a bit of a precedent. Mm. So you know, people will never come to me expecting... Like, if if people follow me and and sort of have a bit of an understanding of who I am as a practitioner and, and what I do, they know by the time they get to me that, you know, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, I find it's the people who haven't sort of followed that journey. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I just... I make sure that I really set a precedent. My first consult, I'm like, okay, this is where we're sitting... This is what the timeline's looking like. And I say to my clients a lot of I care about my clients so much. You can't be in this role if you're not no. not a carer. Mm. Um, but I I often say, like, I don't care what you do. Mm. I really don't care if you don't help yourself. I do. Mm. But at the same time, it's 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 not yours to take on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if I cared if every single person that walked through the door didn't do the things I told them to or suggested they do and let that impact me, how I then wouldn't be able to show up for my next client. So mm. I don't care what you go away and do. I don't care if you choose to not, not you know, put into place some of those modifications that I've suggested or – but it's it's you that suffers. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I think that's the best way that I can connect with them is to say – I'm I'm here to support you through this and guide you, um, but I, I can't I can't do the thing for you, and you're mm. the only one that's going to regret not doing it. Yeah. In you know six months time when you could have mm. had a much more resolution. You know, resolution. It's yeah. a very mature approach. How long did it take you to get to that point? Yeah, quite some time. Yeah. 
quite some time. I think you, um, I don't know, I, I remember treating clients and, and being upset when they didn't come back for a second for a second appointment and going I know I know what we did in that first appointment isn't going to be life-changing for you um you know I don't give much in a first appointment either because if I overwhelm somebody mm. they won't come back yep. so I, I went through this period of like oh I know that I didn't help like I know that they can't have possibly got over what they were they were going through just from that one appointment but you know then you sort of you sort of just learn along the way that people will do what they want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And as I said, I just, I can't help everyone mm-hmm. and people aren't ready to be helped. Yep. The people that are, that's that's where the, that's why my job's worth doing, yeah. you know? And people eventually, even if you're not ready now and that is totally okay and there is no judgment whatsoever, but eventually one day when you are, come back to me and, and mm. we'll get you sorted. That, yeah. That's fulfilling and that's why I do what I do. Do you know, I think, um, good question, Max, by the way. I think, um, I personally only fully adapted that probably 12 months ago, I would say. Um, Probably for the first few years, it was like, same thing, you know. What their results are is because of me. Mm. It's like, if it's good, it's good. If it's not good, I'm not good. And it was like impacting everywhere else. Um, Similar conversation, my partner Lauren sat me down and she was just like, snap out of it. Like, that's not up to you. You don't control them you know, outside of that hour and a half that you see him each week. So how's it on you? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. As long as I'm showing up and putting the platforms in place, like you can't do much else for them. And um, yeah, maybe it's not a lesson learned for them straight away, but it's a lesson learned when they look back on it. And that, that's what I had to learn for myself. I was just like, yeah, I get it. Okay. It's, I mean, it's this the is not human to condition to mm. want something right now. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. And especially in this day and age where Everything we get what we want. Yeah. Everything's accessible. Absolutely. Mm. And that's the other thing. Like, there is so much information. Like, honestly, you don't need to do my degree to know all the information I know. It's out there. It's on mm. social media. It's You can hunt it down and find it. Mm. It's a matter of finding somebody... And I'm sure this is the same with you guys. Like people could probably work out what your techniques are somehow by doing enough research and put them into practice. But it's it's about finding somebody (coughs) that can align that for you Mm. as an individual because everybody is different and what works Mm. for you won't work for you and what works for you won't work for you, you know? So Mm. that's a big big part of it as well. Mm. Yeah. um, one of my very first coaches told me, and it's still something that sticks with me. He was just like, um, just remember everyone in, on this earth is teaching the same thing. They're coming to you for you, not what you teach. I was like, huh, mm. I get it. Like not necessarily a fact of someone's coming to me to be like a doctor or anything, but it's like where if you're in a service base, you're providing a service. Mm. So people are wanting to be helped by you. Mm. That's the main reason why they're there. So, you know, <laughs> our current business coach, he said to me very bluntly one time, he's just like, look, Jake, no one gives a fuck about your offer. I was like, oh, like this? He's like, not in a mean way, you know, and it's great what you've got, but people don't care about it in that way. What they care about is, you know, what Polaris is about and what they do. And then, like you said, he was like, you can give them anything. They will jump into it if they align to what your story is and what your message is about. So, yeah. yeah, It's it's the feeling. It's the feeling they get as well. Some people won't align with that and that's totally fine. Mm. Um. Yeah, you cool. find you, you attract the people that I mean I know I attract the people that I can help. Yeah, mm. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so next year, Jordan is going to be our resident naturopath. So, um, yeah, pretty much the process will be once you onboard into the um, into the shift, you'll have a booking link that will be able to be booked in with um, booked in with Jordan, and then you can jump on and be one of Jordan's clients outside of the shift and you can be looked and be supported in that way mm. so that's what's coming next year it's gonna be sick it is it's actually mm. pretty yeah it's pretty good something completely different like we say we're kind of changing up shaking up the world of this um well shaking up the universe the empowerment universe really and so having these resources available yeah we're very excited to have you part of it because it's gonna be Absolutely. it's gonna be good i'm excited to be here mm. yeah and i think you know I, I, you guys deal I mean, give me, give me one, a one, can you have a, do you have one word, a one sentence, what am I saying? A one sentence spiel 
on what the shift is doing for people next year? Let me riff off that. No, no, Jacob's got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put you on the spot. Yeah, no, we're providing tools and strategies for mental and emotional health, but the, the main purpose is to improve self-worth um, and, yeah, just illuminate that self-worth. Not improve it, but illuminate it because mm. it's always there. It's mm. just about providing the tools and strategies to be able to get that self-worth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's the... That's in it, it's Horcrux. That's the, the main message and then we build and expand off of it. Yeah. So I guess just to um, create a bit more of an idea about how neutropathy <sighs> weaves into that mm. um, for anyone listening is when we look at mental and emotional health and, and the trauma response and all that sort of thing, as you would probably know, um, very much related to the nervous system first mm. and foremost. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we need to do there is is not only address that, um, you know, through the channels that you guys are addressing it, but also in addressing it through those sort of more scientific chemical channels where yeah. we're talking about neurotransmitters and, and the synthesis of neurotransmitters and do you have the nutrients to synthesize specific neurotransmitters or you know are you low in vitamin d which is creating mm. uh, making it much more difficult to actually have those uh, you know all your good good neurotransmitters that make you feel good and help mm. you to Im improve your self-worth through like the feelings mm. that we actually conjure up biochemically yeah. um so another big thing and i talk about this every single day is that um you cannot heal if you are in a state of fight or flight so if you've gotten through any trauma in your life whether that be physical emotional um you know it can be the smallest of things that have caused your body to be a bit scared or standoffish or having having to survive through a moment um even if it is a moment in time then we are more predisposed to being in this sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight response. And you cannot heal if you're in that mm. space. So not only do we have to utilise techniques, you know, like you guys bring to the table, but then we also have to utilise food as medicine and nutritional supplementation to actually help your body adapt to the stressors that it's, that it's having to deal with on a day-to-day basis which we yep. all do in this world um and get it into that parasympathetic so then you can heal from there we mm. want to be that's the sort of rest and digest nervous system where where you can truly bring yourself back i was listening to a podcast the other day well no it was a few months ago and i've just been like hammering it into my clients all the time and they were talking about the most simple way to bring yourself back into that parasympathetic nervous system and it's called the physiological sigh and it's like this big, and I do it all the time now because I'm like A type. Like, do you guys know the physiological sigh? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've talked about it. Um, yeah, yeah. We've we've we drum it into yeah. our clients. Yeah. But like, even that. <laughs> That's like, great. This isn't what you guys do is not my forte. Yeah. Yeah, and like a big, and then another, and then a. Yeah, like anyway. those. Yeah, the the dog sighs when they're on your bed. Like, oh fuck, I've had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually. <laughs> Beep that out. Thirty-eight minutes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually changed my world <laughs> yeah, as, an a, as a person yeah. that's like highly strung all the time. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm still learning how to get out of my parasympathetic, like into my parasympathetic mm. more often. But even just something that simple that you can do in the car when you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Like that is one very, very simple tool that mm. you can use. And I guess it's just, yeah, enlightening all those different tools and mm. then helping to bring them into the day-to-day life i also work a lot on the gut gut is the the gut is the king mm -hmm. um so there there's something called the vagus nerve which goes from i'm sure you've heard of it as well goes from the gut to the brain it's one of the biggest nerves in the body that's often sort of forget about we sort of think about all the spinal nerves and everything going off to our peripheries and we forget about this big guy that's just hanging out in the middle mm -hmm. in charge of everything um so you know what is your microbiome doing so the good and bad bacteria that are living in your gut is there an imbalance that's actually creating a chemical um change in your neurotransmitter synthesis and your hormones and and all that sort of thing if you have a look if you just type into google microbiome and nervous system or you know something along those lines and you start to read the clinical trials and the studies about about the impact of the microbiome on mental health and mm. it's shocking 
it's it's shocking mm. and it's shocking that it's not it's it's only just sort of coming to light in the last few years yeah um but i find it really helps to address that as well so mm. yeah it's looking at all those it's just looking at every aspect and how we can holistically put it all together to help support you to get you to where you want to be yeah mm. yeah that's cool mm. yeah the, the the physiological side cyclic side it's such a powerful tool mm. that that's the biggest thing that we've like um we're trying to get across especially over the last year it's like you know the meditation retreats and the massages and the spa days and everything like that are all needed but unfortunately in our day-to-day life we don't have time most of the time to be able to take off five days or six days to be able to go do it so it's like that physiological side you can do wherever you are and you can get back into your parasympathetic state and you can you know get back into that nervous system by doing that simple process you could probably do it for five minutes or more however long you wanted to and you can get back into your parasympathetic state while you're driving, while you're maybe feeling like you're anxious in a social setting, you can do it that way. Or you could be doing it, let's just say, like we are set up in a podcast. And you're like, holy crap, I'm nervous. Let me transition back into a parasympathetic state and do it that way. Um, yeah, it's really cool, the research they've done on it. And like the stuff that you've, once you learn about it, I went home and seen my kids do it. I was like, huh, I get it. Like, Kids do it all the time. Like that sigh when you're deep in sleep and you're like, <sighs> like dreaming back off. Like, yeah, your body's relaxing. That's your unconscious mind getting you into that para- parasympathetic state and you can do it consciously. It's a, mm. it's a powerful tool. It's a really cool, powerful tool for sure. Mm. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed bringing in, as I said, that's, that's uh, because as a naturopath, I'm so holistic. We're trained to look at a lot of different things and be good at a lot of different things. Um, so it's, it's you know, when we're trained, you're not sort of specifically trained down one path. Yep. So, for example, I, I know a lot about the nervous system, but I was never trained through my degree to, like, delve into, like, the specific way to get you know we, mm. we just don't go that into depth you can't possibly because we're looking at a whole human sure. so if we went into depth about every single mechanism like mm. how many years would that take you <laughs> <laughs> take you more than a lifetime yeah. um but as you yeah you we sort of do a lot of continual education um and a big focus for me you know sports nutrition is one of my big loves mm-hmm. but it's also mental and emotional health is now becoming i mean it's such a you know it's such a big component of my practice and as I said I can't help somebody to heal physically if if that side of things isn't isn't um I guess being worked on at the same time so yeah definitely I'm learning more every day Mm. and so are my clients and it's the best yeah yeah it's great it's great to build up that arsenal of stuff and be able to have it under your tool belt especially when you're in those scenarios where you would have maybe avoided in the past you can feel empowered to go, all right, I can do these simple things and I can do these simple things that seemed very hard, which is completely valid. Like I completely understand. Sometimes it's so hard to even get out of bed. Like mm. never the thought of going to get a coffee at a cafe. Mm. Um, so if you can implement these strategies while you're on the go, mm. even another level of, of empowerment can start to come through. So we get to see you next year, mm. which is going to be sick. Um, so yeah, if anyone, when they do sign up to the shift, you'll have a booking link that you can get in with Jordan and, um, get your physical, emotional, mental health looked after from an amazing naturopath, which is going to be unreal. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Yeah, we're so pumped. little break, and then we crack into it starting next year, which is going to be it's going to be awesome. Have you got any plans for Chrissy? What are we doing? Well, as I said before, we sort of started recording moving house today. Mm. So Christmas mm. will be a little bit chaotic probably, but, you know, in a new house when we yeah. don't have a dining table and we <laughs> want to be hosting. But, you know, whatever, we'll work that out as we go. <laughs> um, what are we doing? Cal and I love um, heading up to Bonnie Hills. It's mm. like our little retreat. No, I swear no one knows about Bonnie Hills. It's this old little retiree town. Like <laughs> I ran through it. Was, I was like, what is this place? <laughs> <laughs> so we're obsessed with Reflections Holiday Parks. They just... that's the, There's one up there. There's yes. I don't know if it's Bonnie Hills, but there's one a little there's bit a further, like closer to us. And it's got, it's got... It's like a whole big field of trampolines like in the ground. And then they've got yeah. like um, this huge swim path. They've got like a hectic mini golf. I was like running through it and I was like... I just took a photo of it. I was like, I'm coming back here. <laughs> I was like, this is sick. I don't They're even have kids. Their <laughs> is immaculate. Yeah. Shameless plug for reflections. Um. 
Um, is that, are you talking about the one on, like, on the cliff bit there? Yeah, it's on the top of the cliff, yeah. overlooking the water. They've yeah. got beautiful, like, all the, the sites are, like, sandstone edges oh. and, like, so well manicured and amenities are fab. So we just go out there, take the dog. Yeah. We're going to do that over New Year's and awesome. not do the whole festival thing because I'm, you know, over that. <laughs> so, yeah, just chill. Just chill and nice. come back into the mm. year yeah. ready and roaring to go. Good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The whole festival thing makes my body shiver. Look, I'd... Go to ones in America, like overseas, like the big ones. Yeah, Coachella and stuff for sure. But yeah, but yeah. over here, no. Nah. One of my mates is like, he's like, do you want to go to a festival with me next week? I was like, bruh, I'm in a moon boot. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. Look at me. <laughs> no, I've never been to a festival. Really? You're yeah, missing out. I? I just you need to do it. At least experience one. one. My yeah, first ever festival was Coachella. That's pretty loose. And then I've done that. And then I went into DEFCON, which was like a whole other scene. That's a different scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, just little ones I've gone to. But yeah, like overseas, it's like it's a whole next level. Mm. It's just, yeah, such it's a different scene. vibe. It's their scenes. Mm. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I never got into it when I was younger. And um, now that I'm older. I'm getting, I'm more, into, I'm getting more into concerts. Real? Mm, yeah. Like little gigs. Yeah, just gigs and stuff. Like yeah. 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 I'm just trying. Like I went to Khalid. And um, I literally laid at the back of the ground, on like in the like where the, everyone was. Yeah. I went to the back of it and just laid down and closed my eyes. And I was like, "This is so good." That's pretty good. Yeah, and I just laid there and just listened to. It. I was like, "This is the best time ever." <laughs> I was gonna keep learning my instruments and then just fucking start headlining myself. Like <laughs> <laughs> Why not down yeah. the local? <laughs> down at down at Dudley Pub. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> go. yeah. I tell you what, that's actually been you know, like a little a little vision, little dream of mine. Uh, um, you know, when you listen to John Mayer, he's pretty fucking cool. He's good. He's smooth. He's sexy. Yeah. You think about that, but what it takes me back is to, like, when I was growing up and mum used to work in the vineyards and, you know, sometimes she'd take you to work. Well, she would, you know, because she couldn't find a babysitter, so I'd just go messing about, broken with wines and all that sort of stuff, but you hear all these live music things and, you know, that sort of music was always sort of playing and, you know, got me kind of vibing. I was like, yeah, one day, one day I'll be, I'll be able to do that. You know, just sit it somewhere in the groove. I've got a few, like, you know, metal versions and I turn to acoustic and, yeah. 2024 is your year. There you go. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> seeing Max, this big juiced up dude, just fucking oh, playing bro, the guitar. Bro, you should have seen Walking in, you gotta, get, you gotta get walking, it's like, if it doesn't sound too good, you walk in, you're gonna abuse this thing and walk in, <laughs> yeah. just see me like, nope. fuck, don't worry about that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen these kids we went into Belmont High the other oh. day. <laughs> we sat down the front and these kids are like, <laughs> just looking at him. And then at the end, we're like, all right, God, do you have any questions for us? And that was dead silent. And this one kid goes, how much you bench? <laughs> 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 yeah, and he's like, he told him, he was like, oh. <laughs> he's like, how much you squat? <laughs> he told him, he's like, oh. <laughs> it was hey, funny. I was expecting like, these, like, you know, or thank you or whatever. And he's just like, how much you bench? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typical year seven yeah. kid. That was uh, like us. We went to, me and uh, Jacob went to this um, creative club, like conferencing. And this guy got up, Joey. And he had this big speech and everyone's <laughs> asking all these hectic questions and I was just going to be like, because he does jujitsu, And I was going to, no one, it was a dead silence and I was like thinking, fuck, I should say it. I was like, I was just going to be like, do you want to roll? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, all these people are like asking like these real in-depth questions and questions, and I'm just like, hey, that ain't by, me. By the way, <laughs> Joey is probably one of the best jujitsu In your South Wales. Like, like, in no, Australia. In Australia, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like pure black belt. Like, and this guy's like, Gonna ask him for a roll. I'm like, mate, you're gonna get your arm snapped. Yeah, like big cauliflower is like, oh wow, that type yeah. of guy. Yeah, most humble dude. Yeah, so, <laughs> tell you I, I was waiting for it. I was like, if he says this, I'm going to like just like put my head into my shirt and be like, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> that was funny. He was, was like telling stories. Like, yeah, if you could have those people who like forget their keys and all this. <laughs> And then it was dead silent. I saw, I saw Jacob just spin his chairs heaps slow and just look at me. And I was like, I felt my pockets. And I was like, where are my keys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey was speaking about how like, um, you know, in order for your like, for, from their experience, it's like in order for your business to, you know, blossom, you got to have someone that's like- A visionary. You know, like at the computer desk and statistics and like, you know, the structure and like, you know, all the sort of boring stuff. And then you got to have someone that's like the visionary that's like out there, goes, does it and everything like this. And he's like, the visionaries, you'll always know who they are because they never, never know where their keys are. And I like looked around, I looked at Ty and he was like, fuck my keys. They're in the car. They're in the car. Oh, fuck, it was funny. I was like, that's so bang on. Yeah. It's so bang on. on. Cause yeah, it doesn't work unless you got someone that's willing to put themselves out there like not me like he's the type of dude like if you're going to someone's place 
instead of messaging them being like, I'm out the front, he will like bang the door down and be like, I'm here. Like that's him. I'm like, I could never. I remember this one time we had to go pick up this leather couch. Never met these people before. <laughs> we rock up. I, I was like, get, I was like, get like, out. And he's like, oh, that message. He's like, fuck this. So I just got up, walked up to the door, knocked on the door. I was like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> they didn't open the door. So we went around to the side gate and he's peeping his head over. He's like, I'm here like this. I'm like, no, no, like I could never do that. Like never in a million years. Just wait for him to come out. Oh, hey, how are you? No, I have to bang the door down. The funniest thing, we're going a bit off topic here. Um, <laughs> welcome to we the podcast. Yeah, welcome. We were in Sydney doing an event. I was at Sydney, Wollongong. And um, we walk into this thing and the alarm starts going off. <laughs> Jacob, I've never seen someone panic so hard. He shits himself, runs out, locks me in the building. And this alarms are going off. I'm just standing there just like, you've lock, locked me in. Like, I'm with the alarm. I can't, I don't know how to figure out. He's like, you're on your own. I was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, and he just panics so hard. He's like going off at me. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, you left me in here. I was like, what do you mean? And yeah, we had, I had to ring the place and he's just like, you got to ring him. And I was like, tell him to turn it off. I was like, hey, I'm just uh, locked in the uh, in your building with the alarm going. She's like, oh yeah, I'll just turn it off. And he comes in, he's like, everything's sorted. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> no, I was the day before, I had to do like a two-hour induction Ooh. of it. Like, this is what you do here and here and here. And if it's this, and if you stuff this up, it's this amount of fine. And uh, so yeah, I'm like going down there wired. I'm like, all right, I have to hack the mainframe. And I thought we'd done it. And I was like, dun, 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 dun. oh sweet. And then the alarm just goes off. And he had done nothing. It was completely not him. And I'm like, oh, you, you fucking idiot! Like, why'd you do that for? And he's like, <laughs> and then he just legged it out the door, blocked the door like these slide. I'm in this building like that's not meant to have anyone in it. And I'm just standing there and the camera's just like, just turns to me. I'm just like, no. I, was just, I was just froze. I was just standing <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, how bad, how bad does that look? Yeah. <laughs> so, so bad. And, yeah. and then it finished. I'm like, I'm, looking at, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I, got a joke I digress. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good to have a chat. That was sick, wasn't it? Love a little space up here. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Excited where can, uh, where can the people find you and uh, get booked in with you? Absolutely. So, obviously, sign up for the shift. Yep. Um, you will get a link to book in through the Polaris, Polaris, uh, I guess, stream. Yep. Um, otherwise, you can have a look at my Instagram. Um, I, my, my business is, as I said, The Health Refinery. So, uh-huh. I'm at The Health Refinery on Instagram um, or www.thehealthrefinery.com.au or I am Jordan Taylor. Jordan with a Y, Taylor with an A at the end uh, on Instagram. She's done this um, before. Yeah, <laughs> she's had the practice. I've got some funny spelling names. Um, yeah, so um, I'm probably most active on Insta. So if you want to reach out, you're more than welcome to have chat. Beautiful. Jordan's on our website too. Mm. Her links are on our website as well. So if you want to go find Jordan on there, her links will be on the website as well. Excellent. Cool. All right, well, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. This will be our last episode for 2023. Mm. What a ride, huh? Yeah. It's like fifty something podcasts this year. Yeah, fifty. This is this is number fifty-eight. Eight. Fifty-eight, and we would have done a couple before. Yeah, before yeah. the end. Well, we'll I'll probably do more one soon, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna round it up sixty. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us for twenty twenty three, and we'll um we'll see you all right early next year. You boys want to say anything? Sick. Good, Max. <laughs> Sick. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, see you next year. Say. All right. Nah, see ya. Au revoir. <laughs> bye bye. Fade to black. Phew.